We are just starting uh, 2023, but um, we spent a significant amount of our time in 2022 uh, talking about inflation. Uh, it is a clear and present challenge for uh, families here in British Columbia and remains um, for all Canadians. At the same time, we've also been talking about interest rate hikes as well. And once again, that remains a clear and present challenge for uh, family budgets. And uh, there's still been talk that interest rates may go up another quarter point or even half point this year as well. While the worst is behind us, we are still dealing with the repercussions of a uh, high interest rate environment or certainly it moving up quickly. And of course, inflation that has a huge impact on uh, a family's budget. Joining me on to talk about the impact uh, the economic storm that many British Columbians are dealing with is Mario Conseco, who is president of the Research & Co. polling company. Mario, thank you for joining us. My pleasure, Jess. Great to be here with you. Yeah, Happy New Year to you. Good to hear your voice, my friend. Walk me through. You've just had a new poll that you've released and uh, looking at the sort of the impacts, the economic impacts and some of the challenges that families are facing. What were some of the findings? I would say the one thing that really caught our eye is the expectation was that people were going to slowly return to their pre-COVID-19 levels as far as their household expenses, their purchasing power. And we're in field the last week of the year, and we have a significant amount of British Columbians who are noticing more expensive prices for many things, but who are also finding it difficult to save money either for retirement or a rainy day having money for leisure, such as dining out and entertainment, and almost half who say that it's difficult for them right now to pay for necessities or make ends meet. So we continue to go through 2022 and with the assumption of everything is going to be better, everybody's fully vaccinated, people are coming back to, to work, and we're slowly getting back to where we were back in 2019. And it's actually the opposite. The situation is getting worse because of inflation. Oh, so, and I think in, the, in, in your sample, 45% of BC, BC residents that you polled say their household financial situation is worse now than, than before the COVID-19 pandemic. And that's up 12 points uh, since you did a similar poll in March of 2022. Um, where is, is this uncertainty? I mean, at this point, British Columbians are dealing with the challenges before them. Uh, what are the political repercussions of that? I mean, right now there's no election coming or anything like that. But it seems like the, 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 the populace is quite ornery right now. They're not happy. They're angry. Like, we have low unemployment. Um, and yes, there's inflation. And one would argue there's plenty of work around. But people obviously aren't very happy. No, I think what we see here is uh, really three different elections uh, by the time uh, the next one rolls around. You have a, a, a very... Uh, concerned group about housing, which is the 18 to 34 year olds. How do I get into the market? How can I abandon my situation as far as renting a house and actually having something of my own? Um, you have the over 55s who are now very worried about healthcare, uh, essentially a group that wins elections, as we know, that is looking at the situation and going, thank you for the COVID-19 management, uh, but now it's time to get the system back to where it has to be. And now we have the middle demographic, anybody who's 35 to 54, definitely more worried about money, uh, having more trouble saving for retirement, having more money because they maybe have a kid who they're taking care of, or they have elderly parents that need extra attention. So you have those three different lines, if you will, as far as how the election can go. And for a while, Generation X was sort of coasting. You know, I'm not dealing with all of the housing uh, difficulties that the younger generation is and my health is fine. Now it's more about the economic uh, strife uh, that Generation X is feeling, which certainly wasn't there two or three years ago. Uh, in regards to these sort of three 
demographics that you've talked about here. Um, it seems like there's a bit of a generational reset going on. I'm not saying baby boomers are going anywhere. Uh, they vote, uh, as you say, they can make a difference in elections because they do get out and, and vote. At the same time, you're seeing housing over the couple last couple of sort of provincial election cycles been at the forefront, and that says a lot about millennials who are letting sort of their voice now be heard uh, as well. Do you view this as a bit of a generational reset as well in regards to priorities uh, for our province federally and provincially? I I think it is happening uh, quicker than most people expected. I think there was an expectation that maybe when the federal election rolled around, we would have a larger discussion about our place uh, as, as it relates to money. Uh, because we didn't have the inflation that we have right now. And when you have a situation where 83% of people are saying groceries are more expensive, 73% are saying uh, transportation is more expensive, that starts to eat into your budget. And it's one of the problems that we're having right now with that generation that sort of said, I'm already in the housing market. You know, I can I can deal with some of the changes that we're seeing as far as uh, the interest rates. And, you know, everybody's fine here, so I don't have to worry uh, necessarily about healthcare. Um, this is a group that is starting to see their paychecks and not going as far as they did back in 2019. And this is one of the reasons for the governments to really connect at, in, 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 in that way. And it's not going to be an easy election for the NDP. Uh, they lost their largest asset, which was the actual popularity of our former head of government, John Horgan. So there's definitely an opportunity for the opposition to connect on the economic file, which is something that the BC Liberals or BC United, if they rename before the election, mm-hmm. uh, can do very well. Uh, can any government actually solve this? Though, when you specifically when you talk about housing, uh, the Liberals, the BC Liberals, were ended up in opposition for that very file. One, one, one could argue, the prices haven't dropped under the NDP. Healthcare cannot be fixed in two months or six months. That's uh, at the best a medium-term solution and a long-term solution. It's it's systemic uh, as well. I mean, it, if you look at it, these are problems that are very deep. They're tough. We didn't get in the housing, once again, we didn't get here for five years. We got here because of 20, 25 years of not building enough, yes. not building enough affordable housing. So can any party actually solve these very deep systemic problems that we have? I I think it's all about establishing an emotional connection with the electorate through specifics. You know, if you know somebody who was able to find a place because of something that the government did, or if you know somebody who was waiting for a surgery that happened at a quicker pace because of some actions that the government took, uh, it's a little bit more complicated to measure. But I think part of what we're seeing right now, especially in the early days of the David Eby Premiership, is uh, trying to set that foundation so that in six months or a year, you have an opportunity to say, this is starting to get fixed. Uh, This is why they've had all of those announcements about nurses and doctors. You know, this is the number one issue for the over 55 crowd. They might be able to say employment levels are fine, but if you don't deal with the situation that is affecting me and my family as far as family doctors, I'm not going to vote for you. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting year. I think as as someone was saying, you know, we've got uh, plenty of jobs that are out there, low unemployment, uh, but with interest rates and inflation specifically, um, there's just a lot of sort of... um, frustration and anger out there. And sometimes people don't know why they're angry. That's my sense of it here. As a talk show host, you hear a lot of it and you go, well, there's challenges, but there's some underlying challenges uh, that you mentioned that I think that are driving a lot of it as well. Mary, well, thank you so much for your time, my friend. My pleasure, Jess. Anytime.